Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, text of 1834, by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Part 3. There passed a weary time. Each throat was parched and glazed each eye. A weary time, a weary time, how glazed each weary eye. When looking westward, I beheld a something in the sky. At first it seemed a little speck, and then it seemed a mist. It moved and moved and took at last a certain shape, I wist. A speck, a mist, a shape, I wist. And still it neared and neared. As if it dodged a water sprite, it plunged and tacked and veered. With throats unslaked, with black lips baked, we could nor laugh nor wail. Through utter drought, all dumb we stood. I bit my arm, I sucked the blood, and cried, A sail! A sail! With throats unslaked, with black lips baked, agape they heard me call. Gramercy! They for joy did grin, and all at once their breath drew in, as they were drinking all. See, see, I cried, she tacks no more, hither to work us wheel. Without a breeze, without a tide, she steadies with upright keel. The western wave was all aflame. The day was well nigh done, when that strange shape drove suddenly betwixt us and the sun. And straight the sun was flecked with bars. Heaven's mother, send us grace. As if through a dungeon grate he peered with broad and burning face. Alas, thought I, and my heart beat loud, how fast she nears and nears. Are those her sails that glance in the sun like restless gossamers? Are those her ribs through which the sun did peer as through a grate? And is that woman all her crew? Is that a death? And are there two? Is death that woman's mate? Her lips were red, her locks were free, her locks were yellow as gold. Her skin was as white as leprosy. The nightmare life in death was she, who thicks men's blood with cold. The naked hulk alongside came, and the twain were casting dice. The game is done, I've won, I've won, quoth she, and whistles thrice. The sun's rim dips, the stars rush out, at one stride comes the dark. With far-heard whisper o'er the sea, off shot the spectre bark. We listened, and looked sideways up, fear at my heart, as at a cup, my life-blood seemed to sip. The stars were dim, and thick the night, the steersman's face by his lamp gleamed white. From the sails the dew did drip, till clomb above the eastern bar the horned moon with one bright star within the nether tip. One after one, by the star-dogged moon, too quick for groan or sigh, each turned his face with a ghastly pang, and cursed me with his eye. Four times fifty living men, and I heard nor sigh nor groan, with heavy thump, a lifeless lump, they dropped down one by one. The souls did from their bodies fly, they fled to bliss or woe, and every soul it passed me by, like the whiz of my crossbow. Part 4 I fear thee, ancient mariner. 
I fear thy skinny hand, and thou art long and lank and brown as is the ribbed sea sand. I fear thee and thy glittering eye and thy skinny hand so brown. Fear not, fear not, thou wedding guest, this body drop not down. Alone, alone, all, all alone, alone on a wide, wide sea. And never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. The many men, so beautiful, and they all dead did lie. And a thousand, thousand slimy things lived on, and so did I. I looked upon the rotting sea and drew my eyes away. I looked upon the rotting deck, and there the dead men lay. I looked to heaven and tried to pray, but, or ever a prayer had gushed, a wicked whisper came and made my heart as dry as dust. I closed my lids and kept them closed, and the balls like pulses beat, for the sky and the sea and the sea and the sky lay dead like a load on my weary eye, and the dead were at my feet. The cold sweat melted from their limbs, nor rot nor reek did they. The look with which they looked on me had never passed away. An orphan's curse would drag to hell a spirit from on high. But, oh, more horrible than that is the curse in a dead man's eye. Seven days, seven nights I saw that curse, and yet I could not die. The moving moon went up the sky, and nowhere did abide. Softly she was going up, and a star or two beside. Her beams bemocked the sultry main, like April hoarfrost spread. But where the ship's huge shadow lay, the charmed water burnt alway, a still and awful red. Beyond the shadow of the ship, I watched the water snakes. They moved in tracks of shining white, and when they reared, the elfish light fell off in hoary flakes. Within the shadow of the ship, I watched their rich attire. Blue, glossy green, and velvet black, they coiled and swam, and every track was a flash of golden fire. O oh, happy living things, no tongue their beauty might declare. A spring of love gushed from my heart, and I blessed them unaware. Sure, my kind saint took pity on me, and I blessed them unaware. The self-same moment I could pray, and from my neck so free the albatross fell off and sank like lead into the sea. Part 5 O oh, sleep, it is a gentle thing, Beloved from pole to pole. To Mary Queen the praise be given. She sent the gentle sleep from heaven that slid into my soul. The silly buckets on the deck that had so long remained. I dreamt that they were filled with dew, and when I awoke, it rained. My lips were wet. My throat was cold. My garments all were dank. Sure, I had drunken in my dreams, and still my body drank. I moved, and could not feel my limbs, I was so light. Almost, I thought, that I had died in sleep, and was a blessed ghost. And soon I heard a roaring wind, it did not come anear, but with its sound it shook the sails that were so thin and sere. The upper air burst into life, and a hundred fireflags sheen, 
To and fro they were hurried about, and to and fro, and in and out, the wan stars danced between. And the coming wind did roar more loud, and the sails did sigh like sedge, and the rain poured down from one black cloud. The moon was at its edge. The thick black cloud was cleft, and still the moon was at its side. Like waters shot from some high crag, the lightning fell with never a jag, a river, steep and wide. The loud wind never reached the ship, yet now the ship moved on. Beneath the lightning and the moon, the dead men gave a groan. They groaned, they stirred, they all uprose, nor spake, nor moved their eyes. It had been strange, even in a dream, to have seen those dead men rise. The helmsman steered, the ship moved on, yet never a breeze up blew. The mariners all again worked the ropes where they were wont to do. They raised their limbs like lifeless tools. We were a ghastly crew. The body of my brother's son stood by me, knee to knee. The body and I pulled at one rope, but he said naught to me. I fear thee, ancient mariner. Be calm, thou wedding guest. T'was not those souls that fled in pain, which to their courses came again, but a troop of spirits blessed. For when it dawned, they dropped their arms and clustered round the mast. Sweet sounds rose slowly through their mouths and from their bodies passed. Around, around flew each sweet sound, then darted to the sun. Slowly the sounds came back again, now mixed, now one by one. Sometimes a dropping from the sky I heard the skylark sing. Sometimes all little birds that are, how they seem to fill the sea and air, with their sweet jargoning. And now t'was like all instruments, now like a lonely flute, and now it is an angel's song that makes the heavens be mute. It ceased, yet still the sails made on, a pleasant noise till noon, a noise like of a hidden brook in the leafy month of June, that to the sleeping woods all night singeth a quiet tune. Till noon we quietly sailed on, yet never a breeze did breathe, Slowly and smoothly went the ship, moved onward from beneath. Under the keel, nine fathom deep, from the land of mist and snow, the spirit slid. And it was he that made the ship to go. The sails at noon left off their tune, and the ship stood still also. The sun, right up above the mast, had fixed her to the ocean, but in a minute she gan stir, with a short, uneasy motion, backwards and forwards half her length, with a short, uneasy motion. Then, like a pawing horse let go, she made a sudden bound. It flung the blood into my head, and I fell down in a swound. How long in that same fit I lay, I have not to declare. But ere my living life returned, I heard, and in my soul discerned, two voices in the air. Is it he, quoth one, is this the man, by him who died on cross? With his cruel bow he laid full low the harmless albatross. The spirit who bideth by himself in the land of mist and snow, he loved the bird that loved the man who shot him with his bow. The other was a softer voice, as soft as honey dew. 
Quoth he, the man hath penance done, and penance more will do. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>